Hello everyone, it's Sanji and you're listening to the Your Girl Trying to Make It podcast. I co-host this podcast with three other Gen Z girls of color where we discuss our journeys navigating through college and post-college in this crazy modern world. In our episodes, we share our authentic conversations about our lives and experiences. I hope that you'll enjoy listening to us trying to figure out how the heck we make it out here. Welcome to another episode of Your Girl Trying to Make It. This week, we're talking about something um, that's happened even in current events and not a topic that we talk about often, but it's much needed. Um, and that is privilege. Um, what is it and how it shows up in our lives? And I guess to start, we'll go like with a little of a definition about what privilege is. Um, because when people hear privilege, they often think like just white privilege, but it's so much more than that. Um, and the definition I found on the internet was access to or enjoying rights or advantages simply by membership of a particular group or identity. And these rights or advantages are often unearned and or undeserved. So you, that means you didn't do anything to, you know, to have them. Those ha- those advantages, like you were born with them, you just kind of inherited it. Um, etc etc and so we'll be talking about how it shows up in our lives and how we've seen it in the world today Mm -hmm. so um i can start off with with commentary so um i'm really excited to talk about this topic because i think as i've grown older i've become more aware of privilege specifically like privilege in terms of what uh, what other people are privileged in relation to me so I mean um, with the current you know events I recognize that they're like I feel like society exists on this uh, like spectrum of privilege and depending on where you fall upon is where um, is what kind of deter what is what determines what kinds of privileges that you have. So I guess personally, as, you know, an Indian American woman um, who lives in the United States, it has part-time jobs and, you know, is financially um, not, uh, not completely independent, but, you know, better off than most people. I, I am definitely privileged in a lot of ways, um, including, I, I guess the biggest privilege that I have is my family and specifically like the fact that I was able to grow up so well um, because of my family's like socioeconomic status. Like both of my parents work. Um, they've been able to provide me and my siblings with a quality education. Um, I was my parents pay for like my living expenses uh, when I go to college at University of Houston. Um, so uh, so like they they were able to afford that. And that's that's a lot. And the reason why I was able to come to U of H is because of that. Um, and um, things like that, I guess, is where privilege really shows up in in my life but um the reason why I really like thinking about this topic is because like yes I am privileged in some ways but I'm also really interested in examining ways that I am not privileged or 
basically what I'm saying is in ways in which other people are privileged that I don't have. Like something that comes to mind, for example, is um, like when my mom like uh, wa- is, you know, cooking and like whatever, like only me and my sister clean up. And my I have a little brother, by the way. And uh, my little brother just sits there and doesn't do anything. But if me and my sister just sit there and don't do anything, my mom will yell at us. But if my brother doesn't do anything, he's that's completely fine because he's a boy. And so he doesn't have to clean up. You know, that's that's just, you know, a little a little example of like privileges when it comes to gender in 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 my culture. Um, but I think there's definitely like like with the riot in Capitol Hill, this country has seen an escalation of uh, certain privileges belonging to, you know, white people where they were able to bring in like loaded guns and ammunition to the freaking capital of the United States. And ev- and everyone was like, yeah, this sounds OK. You know, that's it's not OK. But yeah. That's that's where I'd like to start off. Please, anyone else, join so I could kind of pass off the bar and and stop talking. Yeah, I mean, Sandy, I can relate to how you were saying that. I mean, I was privileged that my parents came here, and although they didn't have anything and they weren't privileged, they worked so hard, and I didn't have to work for any of my, you know, like necessities, food, um, luxuries, like wants, toys. Um, And so not everyone had that growing up, right? And like not everyone had like super nice birthday parties. But and and I could see that. And as I grew up, I saw that in high school and stuff. But I didn't make anyone feel less of because they didn't have the same things that I had. And I tried to make sure that I pushed them as well as myself to you know, apply for scholarships and have a dream, even if it wasn't like, oh, I want to go to this specific college or this school, just wanting to uh, get an education or wanting to be whatever uh, professional you wanted to be. And and it's funny because I was, I know I have seen as, and I have grown up and seen like what I'm not privileged in or in, in terms of what I can and cannot do or how people see you or what is seen as like, okay, because of your color. And, you know, it's funny, because I when I went into college to U of H, and I started buying all this merch that's at University of Houston, I noticed if I would went out in college clothing, people uh, looked at me different, and they were nicer. And they didn't look at me like, Oh, look, what is she wearing or something like, like, it was just so odd to me because I I have all types of different clothings and so I would just wear something one day and I'd be like that lady is totally like trash thinking about me but then if so so I made it more of a habit to wear college clothings as much as possible and I don't think it should be that way I mean I don't even in Houston but I don't think that your clothing should be the the thing that makes people judge you a certain way or differently. Um, and I guess I could even, I, I could even say that a slight privilege that I have, or that I have recognized, and that I do use, um, is the fact that 
a lot of people and a lot of companies are like trying to become more diverse and all this and that. And they ask like, are you Hispanic and Latino in every single job application now? And are you a, are you a woman? Right. And so I have an advantage now at this time um, compared to other people, especially males. And like, it was easier for me to get scholarships versus my brother. And so I see that. And I mean, I'm, Obviously, it's like good for me, but I think diversity has become so used that it's actually kind of hurtful now. That's really interesting that you bring that up, Mariana, because like for me, I guess all of us know that clothing does make an impact for sure. Like if you wear like really nice clothes versus like, you know, like a hoodie or something, like obviously it has an impact by like the example you brought up is so crazy to me. Like just the fact that you wore like college gear, um, like made a difference in how someone looked at you. And so that was really crazy. And I'm very surprised by that because it's not common that you think of it, but it makes sense um, now that you brought it up. And I just kind of wanted to say like, I don't know if the audience can tell, but it's kind of hard for us to talk about this topic. Like, um, I think privilege is one of those things that like it's we all know it's there but no one really wants to talk about it because like we all kind of know that we have some sort of extent of privilege but at the same time we see that like we also are not the most privileged and so it's kind of like that balance in between like how do you talk about it how do you act and it's really crazy because just the fact that like if you're able to listen to this podcast and you probably have like some sort of privilege for sure like you probably have like a phone an iphone an android a computer somewhere that you can actually listen to this podcast and that in itself is some sort of privilege and so kind of um taking a stock of like your life situation and where you are um but by no means is it like easy it's like definitely easier said than done because like for me for example it's really hard for me to like see where I have my privilege and I know it's there for sure like obviously like having a roof and all the things that both um Sanji and Mariana mentioned that are sort of like for us common things but when we look towards other people they're like less common um so definitely I, I just wanted to say it's like a very difficult topic to talk about and um if it's sort of hard for you to have this conversation or like listen to this episode um like I totally understand we probably like we understand it's really hard to talk about um but I guess for me it's encouraging you guys not to fight how awkward it is but kind of um embrace it and like Kayla said um I honestly used to think that privilege was such like a dirty word only because like growing up like my parents and my family would always remind me like how privileged I am like they're like they were you know like they were saying like they had to use they had to walk to school they were counting like they had cents at the end of every single month like when they were like growing up right and now I'm like I get I get like a new phone sometimes and like I get to buy like stationery like they didn't think about like oh buying stationery or new clothes at the time it's just like using what you have being scrappy when you needed to and it was like a luxury to like buy a, a lot of those type of things and so growing up like I felt so guilty all the time every time it's brought uh, it's brought up because like obviously right now like I've said like I'm an international student like I'm able to be studying a different country let alone like 
eat and have a roof over my head, like over here as well. And so like, I didn't know how to deal with that for such a long time. And I would always avoid like talking about it or like thinking about it. And I remember having this conversation with my dad, like um, saying like, I feel so bad. Like I feel so bad that I have privilege because I feel like privilege in like socio socioeconomic status and also like, you know, from being from like, like a lighter skin tone or like living in a better neighborhood or whatever, right? Or like going to a school where I get to do extracurricular activities and learn how to use like um, computers and internet and stuff like that. And I was like telling my dad, like I felt, I told him like I felt so like guilty and like bad. Like I feel like I'm not, I because I didn't earn this, I shouldn't have it, you know? And he told me like, you shouldn't feel bad for the privilege like you have. Instead, like you should, like um first like access assess like which what privilege you do have accept it and then like use that privilege for something greater right like for something for like maybe people who don't have that privilege like for Sanji like she was like tutoring students at like other high schools that weren't the same type of students that she would you know go to high school with like people who didn't have certain classes or didn't have the same amount of exposure to like comprehension or like reading blah 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 right and so after that, I was like, whoa, that makes so much sense. Like, why should I just keep spiraling down in, in this hole of feeling bad for, like, something I didn't even do, but also at the same time, like, using that for something greater? And it sounds very cliche, right? It sounds like, oh, now I feel like you have to change the world, blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to um, put yourself out there entirely. You can go step by step, like, one at a time see how you can, you know, use that privilege in a way that it helps others as well, people who don't have the privilege that you do in, in that specific area. And then also, um, making sure that your privilege doesn't turn into entitlement, because I was so worried about, like, feeling like I'm so used to everything that I have that one day I'm just going to feel like I, I expect it. And that's something I want to constantly, like, remind myself. Like, I'm not entitled to anything. <laughs> I was not, you know. And you should continue working for, like, what you want and and stuff like that. Yeah, so, um, Suwarn, like, you've inspired me. Like, those are, those are the words I've always had in my head that I couldn't, like, verbalize. But, um, I, I guess, um, I, I want to talk more about like my journey about exploring privilege. So like, like uh, most of these girls, like we've, I've come from an immigrant family. My parents immigrated here. Um, and so like, I've always known like, like the, I've always known privilege as kind of like, I don't know, a, a blanket that's always, you know, that I'm always covered in. Um, my parents would talk about like, you know, their childhoods and I know that it would be different. It was different than mine, but I didn't necessarily like when I was a child, when I was growing up, my parents weren't very, um, like they weren't like, okay, you're so privileged. Um, uh, and they, they didn't use that specific word. So I never really associated like my like living situation with privilege. But as I grew older, like in high school, I first learned about privilege when it, it's specifically how other pre people were more privileged than me. Like, for example, um, 
the high school that I went to is very, very diverse. Um, and when I, uh, when I talk to people, like, it, because of that, I, I learned more about, um, you know, other people of my culture, like other uh, first generation American, like Indian American students. Um, and, and especially the boys, like their lifestyle was like so different from mine and like what I had grown up like kind of thinking and knowing and I was like wow why can't I have those freedoms like why just because I'm a girl I have to live like this but like because he has a Y chromosome he can do that like you know that's how I first started associating privilege and like when I first learned about it I was like this is privilege is bad like like Suwern kind of alluded to like it's bad People shouldn't have privileges um, because it puts everyone on an unequal, like, playing field. And that was, like, my very kind of, like, primary, um, uncultured, probably, like, way of thinking about it when I first wrapped my head around it. But as I've um, grown through through high school and through college, I've realized that, like, um, like I alluded to in the beginning, like, privilege is like a spectrum. Like, everyone's going to fall somewhere in the spectrum. And it's not necessarily something that you could just like drop like like a hat or something like it's 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 just another part of you like um, like your your skin tone or like I don't know the texture of your hair. So I, I really think um, that it's important to kind of recognize the like like go through your own journey learning about privilege. I, I, where I first started to shift, like, my mindset about privilege was when I started tutoring, um, students at, like, these high schools in the Fifth Ward in Houston, which is a historically underserved, you know, community. Like, y'all, I went into, like, my first class. I sat down to help a student, and I was like, okay, what's five times five? And the student was like, he just looked at me. And I was like, here's a calculator, like five times five. And then, and then like, he literally took like five minutes to find like the multiplication sign. Like that's, it's, it, it's, I'm like, I was so like appalled at the sheer absurdity of the situation. Like here was a ninth grader who's taking like algebra one or two for like the third time and doesn't know how to multiply five times five. Like even with the calculator, it's taking him some time, you know, like it's, it's like, that was, that job was where I was like, holy crap. I am so, I'm so privileged to have parents who value education. I'm so privileged to have parents who would, you know, um, like come at me if I don't do my homework. Cause I, you know, when you're a kid, you have other priorities in life. I'm so privileged to have a, a family income that gives me Wi-Fi so I can work on homework and learn more when I'm not at school. I'm so privileged to have a family who has a car that can take me to my school um, instead of waiting for the, for the bus um, in, in a really long time. I'm so privileged to not have a part-time job so I don't have to support my family, et cetera, et cetera. Like all, all of these um, realities kind of like came at me and I was like, holy crap, I am really, really privileged. Um, high school me was not looking at the bigger picture. And I think, um, something I hope to do with the rest of my life is to keep putting myself in situations where I'm, I'm forced to acknowledge 
the privilege that I have and I'm using and because of that exposure, um, I'm actively like, you know, using the privileges that I do have to elevate someone else. Um, and I think uh, my my tutoring job has given me a lot of things. And um, number one, I guess, is my interest in contributing to um, expanding like um, uh, education in in low income neighborhoods. But that's another story. But yeah, this 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 is a conversation that needs to be had. And I think Sandy point out something like really key that we've kind of been alluding to this whole episode is basically like privilege really does come or like whether you have privilege or see privilege comes from like your upbringing and kind of like how you've had your life journey. And I know how like you mentioned, like your parents would say like you would be so lucky for certain things, but not usually like like not use the word privilege. And I think um, definitely how like you went about and definitely your family, because I know like for my family, like. My parents almost like never talked about like how they came to America, how like their lives in Vietnam were like they like almost never talked about it unless I asked for it. And it didn't even like occur to me to ask like questions about that until like I think I was in like high school. Like I didn't ask about like, like, how was the Vietnam War? Like how like how did you come over here? You know, and I think it comes with like, at least for my parents, it was just like. I don't know, maybe I'm, like, projecting, but I think it was because that, like, they wanted me to have, like, you know, a better life, and they, I guess, I kind of wanted to shield it away from that, or it's just because, like, they didn't recognize it as something so different, because I guess if we look at it now, like, living in a pandemic, it's not so crazy to us, so I don't know, like, maybe, like, the war wasn't crazy for them, but, like, also, like, maybe it was, but basically, like, I think, um, like, you know, our parents try to shield us from things, and because of that, it's, like, with good intentions for sure. But because of that, I don't know, sometimes we, we may not recognize things or privileges when we do have them because they, they are trying to do the best for us. And because or, – and that's also another privilege is that, like, having parents who do want the best for you, of course. Like, that's that's not a given um, for sure. And I think, like, earlier Mariana mentioned something about, like, um, like equity – almost similar to like affirmative action when there's like a lot more grants out right now like um for like black and brown founders like like who are doing startups or like students of color or like women owned businesses and i think it's like important to note that like right now it feels like wow like they're really getting you know the elevation and all that but looking at history like it's like, um, if you look at the statistics of, like, how many women are currently on this, like, board of directors or CEOs of, like, Fortune 500 companies, which are, like, the top com- uh, companies in the world, right? Those are the ones that, like, um, are, like, public in the stock market and, like, they're just the top companies in the world. And the sheer amount of, like, women in those boards are still so tiny. It's, like, not even, it's not even close to half, even though women make up, like, half the planet. And so although I feel like right now it feels like women and people of color are getting like the boost up and like, wow, we're given like these, you know, maybe unfair like opportunities like, oh, these grant is only for women of color. Like only it's similar to like um, affirmative action in a way that like it's trying to create equity. And so equity is different from like equality in the way that like equality is everyone's the same um same 
rules, everyone, no exceptions, but like equity is like kind of giving someone a higher edge when they started behind. And I think a way to like visualize this would be like if you saw those um, track and field um, tracks, you can see like because it's like a curve to the track, you some people start more ahead some people start more behind but there's a curve right so it's like technically there's they're going the same distance but some need to go in front or like some need to go closer to the line um, because of that curve so that it makes them more equal and I, I think like some way to look of, look at that right now is like um, similar to all those like uh, things like those grants and those things focusing on women or focusing on people of color um, and I'm and it's an interesting conversation that Mariana did bring up, like an interesting topic, because I'm not sure how that would, how, if that counts as like, you know, privilege or not, because like, maybe it does, but I, I like, I'm just saying like, I, I don't really know, um, because it's, it seems just like maybe a system that's put in place to help give those people who may not, maybe weren't as privileged in the first place to rise up and give them that itch. Because if they were privileged, then they probably wouldn't even need that in the first place, you know? Would that make, does that make sense? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd like to add to, like, Sue Wern's, um, like, track example is, is another, um, another way of thinking about it is that, like, uh, e- e- equality is everyone starts at the same finish line, um, but it doesn't account for you know, if someone's like really tall and has longer legs, they were just born with longer legs. Or like, if another person has like, you know, Nike, like aerodynamic shoes, like that, those are the little factors that necessarily starting at the same starting point doesn't mean that you'll end at the same, you know, time or something. So um if like the conversation about equity and equality is like really, really, really important. And in like my tutoring training, we like talk about this and it was like an amazing conversation, y'all. Um, I, I encourage you listeners to um, really explore that definition. There's a bunch of like really good YouTube videos about it. So highly, highly recommend y'all check that out. Um, and another thing that like Mariana first pointed out was the whole like, um, uh, like the whole programs that um, that that give certain people an edge in terms of like getting um, a job or getting employed. Um, and I think Marianne said that, um, you know, like compared to like me or her who are like women of color, um, like we have um, a higher chance at get, being employed in these programs versus like, say, a white male. Um, and And it's this is a conversation that like I want to recognize because um, you know, it's, it's all fun and games to say, yeah, women of color haven't been historically included. And so like, you know, we need these programs and that's, that's truth. Like that's, that's hard facts, but it's, it's really hard to like, when you're that person that loses out on a job, like you are an individual with needs and you know you need a job and you need an income it's it feels unfair it feels like a personal attack against you like wow just because i am not a woman of color i wasn't able to get this job and like honestly um i want to go ahead i was trying to get to that like i I didn't know if i should feel if i should start feeling bad about it because 
you know, they, they see it that way. And you know how you were talking about like having a car and stuff. When I went to college, I quickly realized like students don't just do bad in school because they don't care or don't want to go to school. It's because they also have to have a job to pay for school and they have to pay for their car. And I didn't have to do that, right? Like I was able to get funding for all of my school, but I also didn't have to buy a car and I didn't have to fuel it with gas because my parents gave me that and I didn't have to fix it. I don't know how to do anything for a car. And some people have to learn. And so I should learn as well. And I know that. And it's, it's just, I guess before I didn't really realize it that much. So it's actually made me more of like, a, it, it has taught me like, going to college has taught me to understand people more. And if I had, like, obviously, everyone judges, I mean, we try not to, right. But um, I think like, I had a certain judgment towards students or peers, and that I don't have anymore. And I think like it's in- interesting to note too that, um, give like using your privilege to help someone else or like uplifting someone else with equity doesn't take away from your privilege. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of have a misconception about, like oh, like um, giving maybe women this grant is taking away from like men who could get this grant. But like maybe in the reality of things is that there's just so many grants that are already going to men or like just inherently by like maybe the names that they see on the application or like those people that you network with on golf courses, like, you know, are the same type of people from the same class, from the same neighborhood or um, or people who, I don't know, from the same gender also, you know. And so like I think it, it's just a misconception that um, – that being more equal takes away from the rights that you have and it, sh- and it shouldn't be that way and I think a lot of people are scared because they think that yeah I think that's I think that's how a lot of people view like um, affirmative action or equity programs well I, I definitely think that um, you know cer- people of s- certain political backgrounds um, or like certain, you know, like socioeconomic status kind of believe that. And, and by this, I'm alluding to um, the rioters at the Capitol Hill. I don't think we've like gone into depth about this. So I'm, uh, I really wanted to talk about this because I, I am like kind of a politics person. Um, and I'm really curious on what, what, um, what these girls think about it. Um Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, so, so I guess where I want to start off this pivot in the conversation is that, like, um, I think this is an assumption, and I want to hear what y'all have to say about it. But um, I believe that this group of people that came to the to Capitol Hill and started this riot wasn't necessarily like, oh, we're doing this because. President Trump told us to. I think it's more of um, a physical manifestation of their resentment towards um, what they see as like the right wing agenda, which is to um, to like bring up like 
people of color and uh, and thus reduce like their specific like influence and status what do you guys think yeah i first of all just want to say that um i am not as like have as great as a following in like the political news as sanji does um so for sure what i know is based more on like conversations i have with friends who who definitely follow more and just like maybe not even friends you know like 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 what happened on Capitol Hill is very much um, like publicized. Like I think a lot of people knew about it. It wasn't just like on the Times or like Wall Street Journal. Like it was basically everywhere. Um, so my opinion on it, for sure, what I can say for it is definitely coming from you know a background of someone who's much more, I guess, maybe not like not even liberal, just someone who doesn't understand like why someone would do that for me i i have a hard time understanding why um the riot happened i like i know why it happened for sure but not like how um someone could be so motivated to do such a thing especially given like i know a lot of people made a comparison between the riots um and what happened there versus like protests for like Black Lives Matters and that sort of thing. And I think there um, for sure was a difference in how like the media handled it, how like guards handled it for sure. But I also recognize that I guess like the news and the people that I talk to are for sure going to be more similar in mentality to me. Um, and so whenever I think of politics and stuff, I try to not be so um, enclosed in that bubble or be as polarized for that for sure. Um, but that's my sort of like very cautious take on it. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, Sanji, I because you you were asking about like what we thought about whether it was more about him telling them to do this or them angry at us. And I as well, like just like Kayla, I don't follow it a lot because I just I just don't really like politics very much. Um, it's really convoluted. Uh but I have seen a lot of videos because um, my boyfriend does follow it very well. And he, like, I've, I've seen videos where people are just yelling at people of color in, like, the most horrible way. Like, it makes you cringe. And it's really scary to think that people can have that much hate and maybe they don't even realize, like, how scary they sound. Um, so I do think that it is because you know, we're stealing their jobs and all that, like that. I do think that that's what caused them or, or like fills their urge to go and vandalize and seem like they have control over things. Um, and I don't think it's true that we're taking their jobs because we're doing what they probably would not want to do. And like, that totally makes sense, too. I just reminds me of a conversation that I had with a friend a couple of years ago. Um, and I guess, like, to be clear, like, she was white and she was, um, like, cis as well. So she was telling me how, like, she hates talking about these type of conversations, like, talking about politics. She's like, I don't like politics, you know. Like, I don't know why people talk about it so much. Like, it's just so, like, you know, just bad. And, and in that moment, I didn't really know what to tell her, but, like, I knew how I felt, and then, um, I feel like I mentioned this to the girls, but 
I watched um sure uh Enola Holmes, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite quotes from that was like I I feel like I actually mentioned this in a podcast episode before, but if you haven't listened to the episode, I'll still say it again. Um, Sherlock was saying his he was expressing his disinterest in politics, and he's like it's so convoluted, like Mariana said, or like it's so like um just horrible like people are like blah 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 at each other and polarizing and a side character she was a black lady she was like um you have no interest in changing the country that already suits you so well because like he doesn't really have to care no matter who is in office because it's like no matter what like he's a white guy like he's he's probably going to be taken care of like and he's also like a cis from what i know in like from Sherlock Holmes in that movie like he's a cis guy so like it's not like he does he won't have the right to be married to like someone of his his gender or like um wouldn't have to worry about voting wouldn't have to be worried about his education about like birth control abortion (laughs) like those are only the tip of the iceberg of things and like um and so bringing it back to the point is that if you don't and I'm not even trying to call Mariana. I'm not even calling Mariana out because I I understand like I thinking about politics stresses me out. You know, it's it's not like you want to have to care, but like you just naturally do. And so sometimes it's like you you want to get away from that stress sometimes. And I totally hundred percent understand that. Um, but for the people out there, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I don't know why people care about politics, maybe you need to recognize that privilege within yourself to like not have to care about it, because if it's a privilege to not have to care about who is in office because you're not your rights are not on the line. And the maybe the people you love, their rights are on the line, whether they get to get married or not, whether they get to get paid parental leave or not, whether um they get like screamed in their face or like I don't know if y'all seen the recent news of like this black kid who literally got like <laughs> like assaulted, I would say, like by this by this other lady. Like things like that you shouldn't have to worry about things like that happening to you if you're just going to the store and um that's that's like my call to action i guess like recognizing that privilege within yourself and i think like before we end this episode we could say like everyone like their last words but these are mine (laughs) yeah i mean it's not that yeah like obviously i care and i do want things to get better and i do support you know other groups that um their rights are being you know not fulfilled and not provided it's just yeah it gets really nasty I think the way that the politics are um like being taken care of or the way that people are talking to each other it's not civilized which is why it makes me just want to like close it right like shut it um but I I agree that we should care and and we should try to you know sign petitions and and support our our fellow humans who are also going through things similar to us yeah um just i know sue was saying like these are like our last words and so i mean for me i think kind of like the heart of what this whole episode is about is kind of like listening to kind of what is awkward and what's hard to talk about and kind of making a move towards that, whether it be the privilege that we all experience and the privilege that we have yet to experience, um, or just sort of like 
looking more into politics and that sort of thing, just because I think those two definitely go hand in hand together. And because we have, um, I think we we kind of see politics as its like own separate entity, as a thing that only affects you know politicians and lawyers and people who make decisions like that. But it really does affect everything that we have, including uh, the privilege that we um, enjoy or don't enjoy. So for sure, kind of in the end, for me at least, it's been it's 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 difficult i fall very similar to mariano where i don't like following political stuff um it gets very much like clickbaity to me and like at least for me whenever i was on like apple news or that kind of stuff all the articles seemed like it was really interesting i read it and it was a whole pair it was like a whole article of like nothing so i i i definitely understand the hesitation to kind of like get involved in like policy and like politics um but I do think it's important and I hope that at least this episode has kind of pushed um you guys to sort of just like think about your situation and like and if anything that's a really good step Mm -hmm. and I guess my my words will be the final words but I'd like to echo like basically what everyone else has said um, but to me, I think the biggest um, takeaway that I want, you know, you, the audience to get away from this is that since it's so important to have like discussions about privilege with people who are like you, with people who are not like you, it's really, um, it's really important to not demonize, you know, people of specific categories. Like, for example, I was talking about the rioters at Capitol Hill. Um, I I don't know anyone like who would belong to that particular group, but maybe like I do know someone and I don't like really necessarily know it. Um, so it's I guess like it when when we're having conversations like this, it's it's important to not demonize like say the uh, the people on Capitol Hills. Um, uh, they're not like I'm sure they're all not like you know terrible rioters like terrible terrible people. They're, they're human, just like us, with, like, flaws and hopes and dreams and whatever, um, you know, thoughts and actions that made them um, do, uh, commit the acts that they did is not because they belong to a specific category. I think it's more because uh, they're human and they have, you know, like, they have frustrations and anger and it boils over when you're not properly addressed or, you know, when you don't, when you feel like you're not heard. So I, I think it's, it's really important to, to anyone listening out there. Um, I, I like to think of myself as like a very tolerant person. And I think by um, refusing to demonize people and like to just associate someone with the particular group and color that person, that that groups, you know, color, um, it, it goes a long way towards having a productive conversation, to having a civil conversation. Like Mariana said, like, we want to be civilized. If we want to turn politics into something that we can all stomach, then be becoming more tolerant and refusing to demonize people and then just having, like, a calm conversation, regardless of how contested the issues are, I think is really, really important. Uh, so with that, we hope you guys um, learned from this episode. We know it was definitely a hard topic to talk about, 
you can kind of tell from how long this episode is going to be. Um, but we do think that it's definitely important to talk about and kind of like we as a whole group right now are taking a step to sort of understand that and have this hard conversation. Um, but just to help wrap up this episode, we thoroughly enjoy speaking about with you guys. We want to hear your thoughts, potentially, if you're comfortable about how you deal, you've dealt with privilege, potentially, how you view politics, how maybe you like got into it or are not into it. We open all discourse and for sure, feel free to give us a follow on your girl trying to make it on our Instagram, as well as give us a review for our podcast. Um, And so (laughs) have a great day. Sorry. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah. Let me try the last part again. (laughs) My mom walked in. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to give us a like or a follow on our Instagram at your girl trying to make it as well as giving us a review on this podcast. Any input helps. We're here to help um, you guys help deliver content and resources and thoughts that you may find helpful. We know for sure we find it helpful. And so, yeah, have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.